0: Wednesday,
1: it's another episode of Goose Chase.
0: It's time for another Goose Chase.
1: We're going to chase some geese. <laughs> Hello, little goslins. Uh,
0: I am your co-host, Drogsy Baby, and across from me is a wakey ready port, <laughs> And that makes one of us.
1: Barely. Uh, yeah. Barely. I, I had am, to rally.
0: I am fucking sucking at being a person today.
1: <laughs> it's a tough thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. But that will not hinder us. It will not slow us no,
1: down. uh I've had less human hosts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm ready for this. Yeah,
1: because I'm a parasite.
0: Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't really. I didn't take it that way. But no. yeah,
1: t- <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But I had to. It sounded weird, so I had to go with it. So, um, today is think- episode seven. Today is episode seven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be a good in.
0: I'm excited about this one. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about where we got it and all of that. But yeah, yeah. It's gonna yeah. be a fun this is gonna be a fun episode. I think it will. Yeah.
1: I think you're gonna like it. I had fun doing the research yet again. I mm-hmm.
0: um We've been doing a lot of spoopy things lately. Yeah. We've been real heavy on the spoopy side.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> this one was even even more, this it has that word in its title. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is this is aligned ul- with that. Ultra This is really cool. It wasn't necessarily it didn't creep me out. Uh-huh. But I found it interesting. Okay. So I think there's a lot there and um, there's a little something that I've never really had the chance to do before with this one. So that's cool. Cool. Um Know what I have first for you, though?
0: I think I do. It's our regular feature, the news quiz.
1: <gasps> it is.
0: Yay! Oh,
1: you're so good.
0: All right. <laughs> Remembering the format of my own show.
1: Uh, it's impressive. <laughs> uh, let me let me uh, pull it up here. Okay. I had it pulled up, and then for those I... who
0: might be tuning in for the first time, the goal of this is that uh, <clears throat> Christy is going to present me two false stories. One true story, and I have to guess which is which.
1: Yes, he do.
0: I'm, I, I I'm do, I'm do it all. I think, well, what is our record right now?
1: You are the reigning champ.
0: I, am I the only one who has gotten any of yeah, them right? Yeah, I have
1: not gotten any of mine right. This is the seventh episode.
0: Yeah, I've only gotten one though, So right? this is
1: your fourth episode. You've gotten one out of three right, and okay. we'll see what you do today.
0: All right, I'm trying to even that up to a 50%. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: you gotta strive for something.
0: 50%. Strive or, for 50%. Or, as it's known, a Youngstown C. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. All right, what do you got for me?
1: Well, our first headline Pharma Bro Martin Shkreli writing advice column from behind bars.
0: Ooh. Tempting. So Tempting. next one
1: Lock up your compost. Latest improvised street drug utilizes fermented onions.
0: Hold on a minute. <laughs> I, I am not leaning in that one's direction. That one seems, well, shit, what could you do with a fermented onion?
1: What couldn't you do with a fermented onion? Shoot
0: it in your arms, stuff it up your butt. I don't know. People do stuff. Sniff it. Just snort it. Inhale you know, it. Like a fine minced rotten onion powder. That sounds so gross.
1: Inhale the biological gases <laughs> that... uh, Anyway. Um, woman ordered yoga mat gets $400,000 worth of oxycodone pills instead.
0: Ooh.
1: I did a drug theme today. Yeah, I don't know if you at noticed. Least two,
0: at least two of them are drug themes.
1: Well, Martin Shkreli... Is that pharmaceutical? Yeah, that's right. Cocaine's a pharmaceutical. That's one, a good, and they yeah, add okay. an Illicit one. So it's generally
0: okay. Drug thing There's a far, today. there's a pharma thread, a yeah. pharma drug thread. <clears throat> oh boy.
1: So I can go over those again. Pharma bro Martin Shkreli writing advice column from behind bars. Okay. Lock up your compost. Latest improvised street drug utilizes fermented onions.
0: Ugh. Damn, this is a good one.
1: (laughs) Woman ordered yoga mat gets $400,000 worth of oxycodone pills instead. Wow.
0: Damn. Wow, all the... Can I just say, first of all, the headlines are very well written. Two of them not being true, I'm surprised they're all written very well.
1: I missed my calling. Uh-huh. I should just be writing headlines. Not being a journalist. Just yeah. writing the headlines.
0: <laughs> Ooh, damn.
1: I really enjoy writing the headlines. Yeah, I think that's why they're good. I enjoy doing them.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Um, I think I am going to lean towards Shkreli. I think Shkreli's the guy. I think he's writing an advice column. That seems consistent to me. Final answer.
1: No! 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 You're not right. No! Pharma bro is not writing a device column. It does sound like something he did. Oh,
0: it does! It <laughs> So does. Okay. Okay. Se- I, second I call shot. I him
1: Pharma thought. bro because there are a lot of headlines that include Pharma bro. Yeah. Like they love calling they, him Pharma they, bro. They
0: can't help themselves. It yeah. just sounds so. so good. I'm I'm guessing then that the real one was the oxycodone. You're right. (laughs) Why don't I always get it a second time?
1: So this one, I actually, since I work in a pharmacy, I was talking to my coworkers about this one today, because it applies to us. And they were like, what? Because it's it's insane. Essentially, um, I got this from fox8.com, and I was able to see there were other people covering it too. Yeah. It was just released yesterday at 6.18 p.m., so it's really new. Basically what happened, this lady was expecting a package because she ordered a yoga mat. So a package comes. She assumes it's her yoga mat. Yeah. She opens it up and finds thousands of oxycodone pills. Like, yeah. Like, the box was so full that they were spilling out when she opened it up. So, I don't know. Wait, she, just in
0: the box? Like, not even in...
1: I guess. That's what it sounded like. Wow. So I don't know if she like looked up the pill and realized what it was, or if she assumed it was something illicit because of the way it arrived,
0: yeah, or if she was familiar
1: pills. with oxycodone and recognized it by seeing it. But I think
0: no matter what pills come in a giant box like that, you're you probably, probably like, should call the police. This
1: isn't right. We're so celebrate. she did, <laughs> basically my coworkers were like... I'd retire. Yeah, right. And I'm like, uh, this stand up lady actually reported it to the police. She <sighs> wanted to remain anonymous in the article, so they did not mention her name, but she did take it to the police. I, I which can't is believe that. Amazing. $400,000 worth of pills. Yeah. Um. So basically, what they have deduced happened is that. A lot of times, drug traffickers will mail a package of drugs yeah. to a house that is no longer inhabited. Oh. And then they'll send someone to that house when it arrives to go pick
0: it up. That's pretty smart, actually. <clears throat> yeah.
1: What happened in this case is that they spelled the street name wrong. Oh. So the post office had to look up the street name. And when uh-huh. they looked up the street name, they realized that this person had moved uh-huh. And they forward it to her new address, so she <laughs> got a package of oxycodone pills forwarded to her. Forwarded wow. to her from the post office.
0: That's insane. Because
1: the address was wrong. Yeah. So let this be a lesson to you, drug traffickers.
0: Yeah. Right. This isn't Check working anymore. Check
1: <laughs> your
0: <laughs> I can't believe um, that.
1: Yeah. I so mean, this good is, honor for being honest. That's legit. Yeah. Really. I mean the other side if you were if you were going to get that 400k.
0: Yeah.
1: You would have to traffic these drugs. You would have to sell them and that's a lot of pills. Like you yeah. could get into massive trouble. Oh, yeah. And the type of people you'd have to associate with to do this, I'd be yeah. really afraid for my safety if I who someone who's not in the drug trafficking game yeah, right. and not a drug dealer was trying to like yeah. Fence these things. Like,
0: I'm not Walter White. <clears throat> I don't have yeah. anybody to totally turn just, my life around for the criminal element. You,
1: you could basically... You'd get killed for them yeah. or something. Like, right. She she made the right choice in turning them in, but...
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, Good for her for being honest and turning them in. God,
0: you know, wouldn't you think maybe you'd just try to find someone like, listen, here, I will sell you a boatload of these for you to sell.
1: I feel like I've seen several sitcom episodes that... Thank <laughs> you. Use that premise and it always goes poorly.
0: Yeah, it's true. I well, can't
1: remember the specific show that I know I've seen this on, but I know there's been at least one where someone tries and it never ends. Well, I feel like always sunny probably did. They
0: actually bad. did. They, what they found a bunch of cocaine in a speaker. That's it. That's what I'm thinking. And then they ended up flipping up the cocaine for pills. And then that didn't work. It was ridiculous. The whole thing fell apart. <coughs> a bunch of like uh, douchey Italian dudes in tracksuits. Uh, track suits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that premise doesn't play out too well. And if if we know anything, it's that sitcoms are the arbiter of real life. They reflect exactly how things are, so we should learn from them. Yes. Right. Yes. That's how old. It's They're old, accurate. So <laughs> They're
1: the jokes are true to life.
0: <laughs> and the, the fat guy always are... has a hot wife.
1: Always. Always. I mean. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. And the hot wife always has a fat guy. Yeah.
0: They're inseparable, uh-huh. almost atomic sort of like bond.
1: Listen, <laughs> listen, you can't be a whole complete person
0: mm-hmm.
1: without a significant other. <laughs> and if you're a hot lady, you gotta, it need to be a fat guy.
0: You gotta get no yourself one else a fat will do. guy.
1: No one else will do. <laughs> uh,
0: well, okay, you got me. You really got me. Nice, nice work on that news quiz.
1: Thanks for the compliment on my headline writing skills. It was pretty good.
0: It was pretty good, actually. Partly that was why I thought maybe it's maybe the the pharma bro one was the the real one because it was kind of real concise. Mm-hmm. I got I got duped. You got duped.
1: You, I done duped yeah.
0: You. you done duped me.
1: It it was the phrase pharma bro because yeah. they always use the phrase pharma bro.
0: It just sounded so real.
1: <clears throat> you know what? Let's watch for a few months. It could become
0: the truth. Give it time. it will be reality. <laughs>
1: It'll be one of our real ones. We'll just yeah. cycle back through.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So take I want to take a minute just uh, for our second segment here. I want to talk about something that I think is really, really cool. Um, very interesting. I think everyone should check it out. Um, <laughs> and I, and I think this is this appeal if if you're listening to this show, I think it probably appeals to you on some level. Yeah. If you listen to this show, you're probably interested in documentaries. You probably have some interest in history or or You're a curious like person.
1: That. You, you want to know things even if sometimes the truth of them sucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, in this case, I'm talking particularly about PBS's new documentary series, Ken Burns's The Vietnam War, mm-hmm. which debuted, I think, a couple of weeks ago now on PBS. It showed for a total of ten nights across two weeks. Uh, and it's a, a pretty <laughs> solid deep dive into the the beginnings of how we became involved with Vietnam, clear through to our withdrawal, you know, from Vietnam, you know, uh, disgraced Richard Nixon, everything. Have you know, watched all of it now? Uh, so I have one more episode to go.
1: They're how long are is each episode? They're long.
0: They're like a, an hour and forty or something like that. Uh, they're <laughs> long episodes, and obviously, again,
1: it's a huge topic. You know,
0: yeah, it's massive. I mean. The the I didn't realize exactly how long our involvement with Vietnam lasted, but it's it stretched four presidencies. Like that didn't that didn't occur to me.
1: Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that either. It's
0: huge. It went back to you know before Kennedy, if I Mm -hmm. remember correctly, it was just like this massive, massive you know uh, history. And the documentary does a really good job of tracking. You know how we increasingly became more and more involved in what Mm -hmm. in what everybody knew was going to ultimately be unsuccessful. Yeah, yeah, it's actually really crazy. Uh, There's several moments where like the the bombshell just kind of hits you of like, oh, they knew this was a bad idea, and they just kind of kept drilling in for reasons of either like pride or feeling like the alternative was worse or. Yeah. You know, for any number of like ill conceived reasons, they just kept digging in.
1: I watched one episode of this with you. Yeah. I haven't watched all of it, but I watched one episode and hearing from people who were there and just like them talking about calling home and talking to their mom and being like, I don't care what they say. We're losing yeah. this war. Right. Like, everyone in my unit is dying. Yeah. We're losing this war. And the guy's mom just being like, no, you're different. You're special. You're coming home. Yeah. Have faith. And he's like, no, we're losing.
0: Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. It's, it's really heartbreaking that they
1: they didn't feel like they had support. Yeah. And they felt like they were fighting a losing battle. And it's... Not what they were trying to represent back home.
0: Yeah, right. There were very, very different stories were being told from what was actually happening for like a lot of politically motivated reasons. Right. And and there is like a a stunning amount of hubris and pride at the, you know, in the White House throughout Mm -hmm. the entire involvement.
1: I do also want to mention that I felt in the episode that I watched, and you can speak to this for the episodes that you've watched that I didn't. Um, I felt that it was pretty fair, yeah. and they talked to people who were on the Vietnam side, and they talked to people who were on the U.S. side, yeah. and they they interviewed both everybody. Yeah, and I I felt that it was it was well done and it was accurate.
0: Yeah, and it was at least heart wrenching.
1: Yeah, heart wrenching. But I thought they in the section that I saw they did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. do you feel like they the rest of it that you've seen was pretty true to that
0: yeah well i, I think that they i think that they did a pretty decent job of <laughs> representing multiple perspectives on a whole number of like for example pivotal events throughout the war um you know for example in one of the later episodes they discussed the milai massacre which i believe involved the death of over 400 people mm. and you know basically like a like a, a group of Marines just just went nuts uh it it ended up only one one person was ended up charged for that, hmm. and the rest of his company was excluded, yeah, um but it covered you know it covered several soldiers' take on that and how they felt about it at the time and and you know, and also some people back at home who felt like he shouldn't have been charged because he had sent him to war, he trained him to kill, and then he did um. I don't think there's that the I think the documentary does a really good job of for the most part avoiding taking its own stance on a lot of right. those things. It doesn't
1: condemn anybody. It's just there to tell you what yeah. happened.
0: But there is sort of if there is <laughs> one overarching opinion or like you know uh, something to be said, it's uh, it's about incompetence at the national level. And a misunderstanding of exactly how far the Vietnamese were willing to go to protect I, their country.
1: I think that's something that hits home right now. And yeah. any any time that you feel like there could be a war on the horizon,
0: yeah,
1: there's some pretty scary stuff happening right yep. now. Yes, it it could happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, any. Anytime you feel like that, like the bubble's gonna burst any moment.
0: Yeah.
1: It makes things like the Vietnam War and watching that documentary seem even more poignant.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's really worth watching for that reason.
1: You you mentioned that you you think everybody should at least know about the Vietnam War, even if they don't watch this documentary. Yeah. Um, know a little bit about the ins and outs of it. Because it is important. It was a game changer. Mm-hmm. The way wars have been fought have not been the same since yep. Vietnam War.
0: I think it changed our our attitudes towards war, the way we fight war, our mm-hmm. attitudes towards national service. I think it created a climate of such massive unrest and instability like we sometimes are starting to see, you know, Mm -hmm. rising now. Mm -hmm. Um, Understanding what happened to the country through the Vietnam War is a really great way to understand what's happening now.
1: Mm -hmm. Another thing I noticed um, that really just um, stood out to me was someone discussing the fact that he really had to embrace, he was someone who has fought for the U S he really had to embrace racism. And basically he, you disengage and don't consider that you're killing a person.
0: Yeah.
1: You're, you're killing obviously the enemy, Yeah, but you boil it down to racist stereotypes and he wasn't proud of that. Right. But he was explaining that that's, how it was ingrained into you and that's how they got through it and that's how they did it and i don't that's not unique to the vietnam war
0: no it's not it's it's a fun it's the function of propaganda um it was used by us and our enemies in in many previous wars
1: the, and following,
0: yeah, the the ability to disengage a person from being a person and turn them into the caricature you've designed for them
1: mm-hmm. is what
0: makes someone who otherwise wouldn't be able to do the job of killing on that scale right. capable. Uh, it's because really, the majority really scary. of
1: people, the mar- majority of people, wouldn't be able to do it without separating the person you're killing from being yeah. a you know, multifaceted human being. Right. Who you consider an equal. Yeah. It's mentally, you're not going to be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. And even with this kind of dissociation of that, people come home fucked up. Yeah. Because you can only lie to yourself while you're doing it for so long. It's really bad news. And I think this war, Vietnam war was particularly nasty that
0: way. Yeah. All of this compounded by, you know, the the frustration of coming home to a country that you didn't even realize was at such odds over whether you should be there or not. Right.
1: That was heartbreaking is that a lot of the people that went to war that chose to, not even necessarily the ones that were drafted, but were gung-ho. Were like, I'm fighting for my country. I'm going to be a hero. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were young and naive but before yeah. that, that was the mindset, and that worked. But Vietnam War was different, mm-hmm. and people came home, and they didn't even have the the comfort of people actually thinking they were heroes.
0: Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's easy to forget now, from a mm-hmm. modern perspective, how little they would have known about what was happening back home. Mm-hmm. You know that that it was actually a surprise to them. Yeah, to find people all up in arms, you know, and and you know, calling them baby killers and every other thing, that it was a genuine surprise to them right. that people felt that way. Uh, it would, it would have been so incredibly hard. I mean, it would scar you for the rest of your life.
1: Definitely, definitely, it's it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I I personally feel like I I support people in the armed forces. I support the people doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily support every war, don't necessarily support every motivation, but that's not their fault. Yeah. they're doing what they think is right, and they're trying to um you know do something for their country and be brave and courageous and mm-hmm. It sucks that sometimes our motivations as a country they're not great, and sometimes they are, and shit doesn't work out and mm-hmm it affects the people who put their lives on the line. Yeah. So, I feel for them. Support our troops. Yeah. All that jazz. Watch the documentary. It really yeah. is heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's worth it.
0: I highly recommend this. It's a it's a massive oh. uh, clarification on the history of that time and a really powerful window into our time.
1: And you can watch it from uh, PBS for free.
0: Right? Uh, well, all but a few now. There's a few episodes now that have actually been locked down, and you need to be a PBS subscriber to watch them. Mm,
1: okay. So
0: um, you, you can you can you know <coughs> subscribe and join your local PBS station. You can find it through other means. I will not detail here, but yeah. probably good to support yeah. PBS.
1: Support PBS. Yeah. I, uh, I Watch intend some Britcoms while you're at it.
0: <laughs> I, I intend to buy this on Blu-ray. It's available okay. on Blu-ray. And uh, I think it would be a really worthwhile purchase. Not yeah. the least of which reason being that it's it's like maybe 50 some bucks, 60 mm-hmm. some bucks. And it's 10 hours of content. I mean like. Yeah.
1: More than that because you yeah. said yeah, yeah, right. 40 minutes. So, so really it's
0: closer to like 15 hours of, of content or yeah. a little more. So worth it. definitely worth the money. Uh, definitely worth the time.
1: Support your PBS mm-hmm. and uh, watch this documentary.
0: Support Ken Burns so he can Support get a job Ken in another ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he comes out, he comes out of the woodwork like once every six to ten years. <clears throat> To make because, something that blows everyone's minds. Because it goes takes away. them
1: that long to make it. <laughs>
0: it's insane. I'll tell you what, one of these days I'm actually going to watch Inside Baseball, and I fucking hate baseball. I'm just going to say it on I the record. I bet
1: the documentary would be great,
0: though. <laughs> well, I think it would be. It's, you know, it's a it's Story of America, right? It's yeah. more than just a sport. If our
1: friend I'm Alex is listening, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's watched Inside Baseball, because he's a huge baseball yeah. person. I just don't baseball care was... about
0: baseball. I just don't.
1: Um, Well, baseball was a big part of his family. Yeah. There's a picture of his mom with uh, Roberto Clemente. Oh, really? Which is a a really great picture. That's kind of sweet. It's really... I'll have to show you the picture. I think it's on his Facebook. Okay. But shout out to Alex. How you doing? Mm. And uh, yeah, make Dave watch Inside Baseball. I'll probably watch it. I'm sure you've watched it. I'll probably
0: watch it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, anyway, watch the Vietnam War. um, (laughs) Highly recommend. Um, So... Let's take a little break here and we will come back with the main segment for this episode for which I am very excited and I hope you are too. All right. All right. Ding dong. We're back. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not
1: so who's there?
0: David E. Kelly.
1: David E. Kelly who?
0: That's. Uh, no one knows what that is. It doesn't no, matter. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I've never, just drop that one. If you know what that is, just write, write me a line and tell me you knew what that was. Dave
1: will give you five
0: bucks. <laughs> don't make promises for me.
1: <laughs> Dave won't give you five bucks. <laughs> I Probably might not. give you
0: five bucks. Uh-huh. Maybe.
1: It depends on how much money you have that. You know, just ask me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just just ask, ask me for five bucks. Ask.
0: ask I don't want to do dollars. this.
1: I'm not. I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> anyway, we are back with the main segment for this episode. Do you want to talk about where this came from? Because Because I, I, this, was, this yeah. really made me happy. We got uh, an email one day.
1: We got a great email from front of the podcast and listener Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mentioned her briefly in another episode because she did uh, send us a great email with several really awesome suggestions. We mm-hmm. wanted to do a deep dive into one of them pretty quickly because we did appreciate Mm-hmm. Um, all of her ideas, I honestly hadn't heard of any of them or maybe had like vaguely heard of them, but didn't know anything about it. They were
0: all news to me. Every <clears throat> so single one of them was new to me.
1: That's what we love. There's so much we would love to learn about that we don't even have an idea is right. out there. So please send us your suggestions. Yeah. Um, our email address is goose at gmail.com. Mm hmm. And we really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much to Jen for listening. And I'm glad you enjoy the podcast. and thank you so much for this suggestion. Yes. Uh, we did a quick just for each of the ideas that she sent into us, a quick Wikipedia search and just read the first couple sentences to have an idea of what they were uh-huh. and not give not spoil it for ourselves. And this is one that jumped out at me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do that." So, yeah, this is the Hornet Spook Light.
0: <laughs> the Hornet Spoo the Spoop Light. The
1: Spoop Light, I say. Oh boy! <laughs> it's got the word spoop right in the title.
0: Oh, man, so spoopy! It's I, pretty. Spoopy. I really like the spoopy episodes.
1: Yeah, I do too. This, like I said, this didn't really scare me or really spook me out, but. It, it's kind of called the spook light as in, like, ghost.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, like a spooky light. Yeah. A spooky light in the sky. Wow. Pretty spooky. But
1: I definitely found this interesting, so I, I want to tell you all about it.
0: Sweet.
1: This is also called the Hollis light, the Joplin spook light, the Hornet ghost light, the Ozark spook light, the Devil's jack-o'-lantern, mm-hmm. and the Tri-State spook light. Basically claiming it for, like, every area in the nearby region.
0: So every time there's a scary light, it gets one of these names.
1: Yeah, depending (laughs) on where people were when they saw it.
0: Okay. So
1: spook lights, it could be kind of a general term for, like, an unexplained visual phenomena. Sure. But usually if someone is talking about a spook light or specifically just says the spook light, they're talking about this specific one. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. You should be proud, uh, Hollis. You should be proud, <laughs> Hollis-Joplin <laughs> area.
0: Hollis-Joplin area. You got the spook
1: light. Yeah. So what it is, it appears to be a single ball of light or a tight grouping of lights. It's seen most commonly at night. Sure. And it appears to bob and weave. Some say it looks like a lantern light. Okay. This appears in the Devil's Promenade, which is like really stupid. (laughs) What a great
0: name. Um, The Devil's Promenade.
1: It's the border between southwestern Missouri and northeastern Oklahoma, west of Hornet, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And that's where it is most commonly reached from. Okay. It's visible from inside the Oklahoma border looking to the west. So if you're in this area and you haven't heard of it or you haven't gone, you should check it out.
0: Get out there with some lawn chairs and and creep yourself out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So this has appeared continually since the late 19th century. It was only known to locals um, after World War II. I mean, it was only known to locals until after World War II. Okay. So So after
0: that, the word started to get out.
1: Right. The people in the area have been, you know passing these stories back and forth for a really long time. Yeah. Some think the first sighting dates back to the Trail of Tears in the 1830s. Okay. Um, Other people think that the first documented sighting was in 1881. Some people report sightings as far back as 1866. The earliest published report of the spook light was in 1936 in the Kansas City Star. Okay. In 1946... The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers investigated this. They could not find a cause. And their official statement was that it's a mysterious light of unknown origin.
0: Is there like official documentation on that?
1: I didn't look to see if there's official documentation, but there were multiple places I saw mention that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers researched it. Now, it was 1946. So I don't know how much research they were able to do as far as like yeah. any kind of experimentation or did they just camp out and observe it and go, well, oh, I don't know what that, what could cause that. Uh, they like, ha- they I don't even, know what you do to research that. They
0: hadn't invented the talk boy yet. So you couldn't <laughs> listen for EVP, you know? Right.
1: And they didn't have good enough walkie talkies to like go to where the, looked like the spook light was coming from and like <laughs>
0: yeah, re- <right. laughs> report back. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah residents claim to see the these lights in the forest over their land and in their yards okay in the 1960s there's a general store in the area they have um info about the spook light and like a free museum about it so they're like making this a thing yeah
0: they're like turning it into a little tourist trap
1: so in the 60s and 70s it kind of became just that. The roads where the spook light appeared were crowded with people wanting to experience it.
0: Oh wow, so this actually kind of blew up.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. people
0: really came Especially to see like
1: this. like 50s through 70s it was kind of a it's kind of a big deal.
0: I guess it beats being the home of the world's biggest chili <laughs> dog or something dumb like that.
1: I mean, why not be both?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they did kind of slack it on the chili dog department. I will yeah. be honest, Yeah, I'm
1: disappointed in them for that. But this is pretty cool. All,
0: all of you, you know, all of your small towns and all of their little claim to fame. This is a cool one. This is yeah. something I would, if I was nearby, I might go and camp out one night. Right. It's if, a cool idea.
1: If we ever find ourselves in the area, we should check it out. If we
0: ever find ourselves in the area, something terrible is
1: happening. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but just, we'll still check nah, it out. I'm just,
0: I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about some legends surrounding this. One legend is that the light was a spirit of two Quapaw American Indians who died in the area many years ago. It was like kind of a Romeo and Juliet kind of situation, unrequited love. And the lights are their spirits trying to find each other or Uh, something, you know?
0: That's sweet. Yeah. I'm waiting... I'm just, you know, I'm not going to say it. I have my predictions in my head, but I'm just going to not say anything.
1: The next legend <laughs> is that this is the spirit of an Osage American Indian chief. Yeah. He was beheaded on the Devil's Promenade, and the light is his torch searching for his own missing head.
0: Ooh, I like that one. Mm-hmm. God. I like
1: that. What is the story of the pumpkin head and the yeah, it's, Ichabod uh... crane? And
0: Yeah, it's, uh... It's the legend of the Old headless Pumpernickel,
1: horseman. <laughs> Headless Horseman. Yeah, you sure,
0: it's not Old Pumpernickel.
1: Old Pumpernickel, the Headless Horseman. That's,
0: what I thought. Yeah, he thought his name was Old Pumpernickel. <laughs> okay, we'll go with I, that.
1: Uh, I particularly I like that story and its many iterations. And this reminded me of that.
0: Can I go back a second and just how does one look for one's own head? <clears throat> it's on the ground, seeing things, right?
1: This was unclear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, if you're wandered around and your head's not on your body. I kind
1: of took it as like a headless horseman kind of idea of like it's just his body, headless body with his torch looking around for his head.
0: Hoping to catch the attention of his head wherever it it is. And his head
1: will be like, I see the light! (laughs) 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 To your right, five pieces! Oh, you frowned me! I don't know why it has that accent. I don't know. Howdy! Uh, the another legend is that miners, a miner's children, were kidnapped okay. by American Indians. Lots of American Indian theme here. You know
0: what? It was it's the late eighteen hundreds. It's
1: the area.
0: It's the late eighteen hundreds, and everyone was scared of Injuns, as they would have said probably.
1: Yes. Um, they looked. He looked for them with only a lantern to guide his way. Mm-hmm. And so the light is his lantern light as he continues to search for his children. Like
0: the light on his head? Like that little head lantern thing?
1: They didn't say that, but I'd like to believe that.
0: I picture it like that. A little head mounted lantern. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It makes
1: sense. He was a miner.
0: That's so sad.
1: I also... It is. Yes, this is a bummer. Yeah. These are all bummers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they only have bummers. Mm-hmm they i also read variations on these from another source that was like basically the same kind of idea but with slightly different details so yeah. these kind of style legends just get like passed on and manipulated and yeah. and all that so all three of these legends come from a book called Ozark Superstitions that was written in 1947 by a guy named Vance Rudolph i haven't looked into him so much mm-hmm. but he is a Missouri folklorist. It seems like he has some amount of like, mm-hmm. re, maybe not renown, but he's he's known. He's a known entity. Yes.
0: Uh, please, from now on, please only refer to it as Missouri. Please, <laughs>
1: Missouri. Missouri, Missouri.
0: I don't want to offend any Mazarans around. So
1: <laughs> I don't think they pronounce Mazarans. So you sound like an alien,
0: <laughs> Missourans.
1: The- Hello, Mazorans. Take me to your leader.
0: I am also from Mazora.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll pronounce it like the Yankee I am.
0: (laughs) Do you have any delicious precious metals? (laughs) For I, too, am from Mazora.
1: (laughs) I would like to inhale all of your monotonous gold. (laughs) All right. So what is it really?
0: What is it really? What
1: is it really? It's
0: obviously really the minor.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think that we established this.
1: I think it's all three.
0: Okay. <laughs> you mean like a Native three American miner who stole his own children? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> and also was in love. Uh-huh. And uh, was not able to be in a relationship with that person. And,
0: and had no head.
1: He had no head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it wasn't going to work.
0: <laughs> you know... Chicks dig a dude with the skull, man.
1: You know, we should stop. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What is it really? There's a lot of theories.
0: Mm-hmm. If I if I, I hear what I think you're gonna say, I will go ding ding ding.
1: Okay. <laughs> I wanna point out, um. <coughs> I used several sources for this, and I did a better job of keeping track of them this time. Yeah. I used Wikipedia for some of it, for kind of the beginning outline research. Yeah. The kind of cool thing about this is that the truth and the facts aren't really that important. Like, Uh obviously looking into what it is really is cool, but... I was able to use some really fun sources because it didn't matter to me if it was real or not. I wanted to know about the juicy stuff, like the legends and all that. So I used a website.
0: Mm, Is it Spoop (sighs) Spoop Finder?
1: (laughs) No, but it should be.
0: SpoopFinder.com. Find the spoopies.
1: PrairieGhosts.com.
0: Ooh.
1: And we'll put the specific link in the information about this episode. Yeah. Um, I think the person who wrote this, I don't know how the website is set up specifically. I didn't do too much looking around. I don't know if they have like different entries by different people, but the person who wrote this seemed to have some investment in this. They seem to maybe have written a book about it. Okay. Um, and they had done a lot of research on it, and they knew all kinds of stuff, so that was really interesting. Yeah, it was a black background in white print, which is one of my favorite things.
0: Oh, god, my eyes hurt thinking about <laughs> it. A little
1: tough to read. I did do a lot of my reading at night, though, yeah. like kind of in the dark, so it wasn't that bad. Sure, but uh, it was a cool website, so check that out, and we'll have the link for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought up several different things that people thought it could be. Yeah. And then gave their explanation for why it's not that.
0: Okay. Did you agree with those re- <laughs> rebuttals? or Some of them. Okay. And I'll talk
1: about that. Will-o'-the-wisp is the first suggestion of what it could be.
0: I'm sorry. What is that? will, will-, will- of the wisp
1: Will-o'-the-wisp. Will-o'-the-wisp? I'll talk ab- the wisp? Yeah. will W I L L. Oh apostrophe the wisp. All will right. of the wisp. Oh,
0: will o oh, the wisp. Yes. I'm sorry, that I needed to know what was being said. Because <laughs> I'm like, who's Willow? <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: the, that's a lovely name. Willow the
0: Wisp. Yeah, or like the Will of the Wisp, like the Will of the <laughs> Masses. I had no idea what you're saying. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay.
0: Please continue. So
1: it's also referred to as Friar's Lantern. Mm-hmm. Hobby Lantern, a Jack-O-Lantern, and my favorite, Hinky Punk. <laughs> Hinky Punk? Hinky Punk. Hinky From Punk. From now on, you will only refer to me as Hinky Punk. Wait, is a
0: Hinky <laughs> Punk like another name for a Jack-O-Lantern?
1: A Hinky Punk is another name for Will-O-The-Wisp, and some <laughs> people call the Will-O-The-Wisp phenomena Jack-O-Lantern. Just, All like, right. just like the Devil's Jack-O-Lantern is a name for Spooklight. Okay,
0: so so what is it?
1: Uh, it is one of these visual phenomena. Uh, it is an atmospheric ghost light, usually seen at night. Yeah. Now the source that I mentioned, um, they tend to think of this and like marsh gases as like two different things. I just saw your eyes get. Real big. <laughs> um, as I'm tipping my hand. <laughs> as two different things, you do not have poker face. Okay. <laughs> You do not have spook light face. Uh, no.
0: I, it's because um, I have a head. I wish I didn't have they, one.
1: They tend to consider them two different things, and they consider Will-O-The-Wisp phenomena as being caused by um, natural items degrading, and then the gases given off can uh-huh. cause this kind of light. So yeah. the the definition I got the, on the Wikipedia page about Will-O-The-Wisps, it kind of lumped this all together, but... They say that you usually see them over bogs, swamps and marshes, kind of appears like a flickering lamp, and it seems like it recedes if it's approached. Okay. The old, somewhat scientific explanation was that a natural electrical phenomenon like lightning uh, inter- was interacting with the marsh
0: gas, okay. which
1: is methane. So it was causing this kind of... It was kind of igniting the methane and causing...
0: Ding. That's what you think it is? Ding.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Fucking that's, ding. It's a common
1: theory. <laughs> uh, the newer explanation of what causes this is that it's the oxidation of phosphine and methane, which is from organic decay.
0: Okay. So just like rotting shit, like <clears throat> animals and mm-hmm. trees plants and plants. And, and yeah. Okay. And Mondawg monsters or whatever.
1: Yeah, and any like <clears throat> poop gives off methane and any yeah. biological decomposing Yeah, methane. poop. Poop. <laughs> That's a poop. <laughs> so it's oxidation of phosphine and methane. Yeah. And it's the photon emissions from that. That's one theory. The
0: photon emissions.
1: Yes. Also, phosphine and diphosphine can spontaneously ignite on contact with oxygen in the air.
0: Okay, that's and interesting.
1: So a small amount of that, any like a small amount of ignition, that could ignite the more abundant methane. So it could cause maybe a little bigger of a light because there's a lot of methane around. Yeah, less phosphine, but it causes it's like the spark. Yeah. Another idea is cold flames, which are luminescent pre-combustion halo. Uh, When various compounds are heated just below their ignition point, you can kind of see them. Okay. Uh, This happens with hydrocarbons, which methane is one, alcohols, aldehydes, oils, acids, and waxes. Okay. So if it got very hot and they were just about to their combustion point. Yeah. Uh, They could potentially have this little halo effect, halo light, so that it's almost like it's beginning to
0: catch fire, or what is it? I wonder what it's. Yeah,
1: it gives off like a like a little photon emission before it actually catches on fire.
0: That's interesting.
1: Um, It could be the natural chemiluminescence of phosphine.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Some people think it could be geological rocks heated by friction like tectonic action, could vaporize the water inside of them. And if there are piezoelectric substances in them, like quartz, silicon, or arsenic, uh, that could produce produce electricity, which would be channeled by that vaporized water. That could give a little light effect. And some people think it could be the bioluminescence of microorganisms and insects. Honey fungus has a bioluminescence. Mm,
0: Sounds delicious. It really does. Spread that uh, on some toast.
1: Fireflies, obviously, we know about their bioluminescence. Yeah. Um, There's a suggestion that it could be reflecting off of an animal or off of something else. One suggestion was white barn owls are active at night. And if there was enough of this bioluminescence, it could maybe reflect off of the white feathers of a barn owl. Yeah. And so you would kind of, it will look like a light, but it was just reflecting off of them.
0: That's interesting. So that,
1: that's one possible theory. Any number of
0: things floating around out there could catch the light, and then you we would see something moving. Right. That's interesting. I didn't think about that.
1: So, <clears throat> rebuttals of these theories are that. For the Will-O-The-Wisp, it doesn't give off intense enough light to explain the Hornet spook light. This thing is seen from pretty far away. Okay. So they feel like the, the light wouldn't be strong enough to really be seen if it was just from, like, this chemiluminescence or, or like, any of those things that okay. the Will-O-The-Wisp could be from. That's their idea. Um. Okay. They specifically addressed marsh gas as a separate thing, like I said, yeah. And and their claim was that it doesn't spontaneously light itself, which, hello, it actually does, because of that phosphine, it does light itself. Right. <clears throat> so, that part debunked, but <laughs> their other thing is that it wouldn't withstand wind or rain like the spook light appears to. Okay. So they're saying it it would get... The light would be manipulated by the wind or it would blow out pretty easily uh, if it was this marsh gas kind of idea.
0: Okay. So they, 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 they basically think it's, it seems too resilient.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Um, some people suggest it could be a glow from minerals in the area. Mm-hmm. But the rebuttal to that is that the spook light is not always in the same place. So if... It was from minerals you would expect it to be kind of consistent of where you're seeing it because specific areas have higher concentrations of certain minerals, so you'd see it there. Okay. So that doesn't really seem likely. I kind of agree with that.
0: Sure.
1: Um, they suggest it could be electrical fields from earthquakes and ground shifts. There is a fault line in the area. I was there... wondering
0: that when you were mentioning fault lines earlier. Yeah.
1: There were four earthquakes in the 1800s. And since some people claim that these sightings go back as far as the 1800s, that seems like it could possibly be likely.
0: Okay. So, like, the seismic activity was there. Like, it was happening. Right. That's very interesting. I mean, this is
1: definitely the kind of area where you get earthquakes and stuff, so.
0: Okay. That's really interesting.
1: Um, So, that's a theory. They don't really rebut that. They kind of suggest, yeah, yeah, it could be a thing. There's no way to really know, but it could be possible. The big one. The biggin. Okay. Is that it's auto headlights. Headlights <laughs> of cars. Okay. So in 1945, Dr. George W. Ward, he formerly worked for the Bureau of Standards in Washington and later worked for the Midwest Research Institute, uh, went out to investigate this, took a little team with him. They got to witness the spook light.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And after that first encounter, the publicity director that was there with him uh, said he has seen all he cares to and locked himself in the car. Wait, what? So the publicity director that went out with him witnessed it and went, nope, done.
0: That doesn't seem nope, like... Nope out. That seems like a silly but, thing.
1: But George W. Ward wasn't satisfied with that. The yeah. investigator wasn't satisfied. So... He continues to look into this. He observed that the light originates west of the viewing site. He suspects it could be road or car lights. And when he investigated that idea, there was a road in the area that it appeared to come from. Okay. Uh, He suggested, for further research, that someone in an airplane could spot cars coming down the road and then... Basically, communicate with someone who was in the area that could see the spook light and confirm whether or not it was causing these lights. I don't think anyone actually did that because it was like 1945. And like, (laughs) who's got a plane (laughs) and the resources to do this? There's only
0: like four planes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But that was his suggestion. It makes sense. Sure. Later, Captain Bob E. Lofton did some tests. He took some colored lights out on Route 66, which okay. is the road that is that way. And he turned them on, basically wanted to see if they could be seen, if you could see the effect of them yeah. from where you would normally observe the spook light, and concluded that you could. Really? Yeah.
0: Very interesting.
1: So they could be seen from the Devil's Promenade. So then he, he thought that moving cars on the highway could cause these spheres of lights that appear closely grouped together.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Also, the changing humidity and temperature could cause the lights to behave in kind of weird
0: ways. I was thinking about that, okay, like the sort of mirage effect of Mm -hmm. when you have... When the air is very hot, (laughs) the refraction of light from one source or an image can appear to be elsewhere. Right. That bending of light.
1: Right. There are some people that claim... The, like, ridge of the land is too high to actually have good visibility. But it's, it's kind of been rebutted by saying, like, you know, weird things happen with lights. It could be reflections, it, yeah. you know. But they've been able to show that something from over there, a light from over there, you could see it mm-hmm. from over here. Yeah. Uh, in 2014, Professor Alan Rice, uh, Ph.D., from the University of Central Oklahoma, I want to be clear—he's an English professor. He's doctor not a scientist. Rice. Do- Do- doctor, doctor, please.
0: He didn't spend all that time. <laughs> uh, never mind.
1: <laughs> Getting a doctorate in English yeah. for you to disrespect. For you to
0: call him professor. Ugh. Thank you very much.
1: Ugh. <laughs> um, he actually seems like a, a kind of a sweetie. but
0: <clears throat> seems like a normal dude. I'll get to dude. that.
1: Yeah, he's an English professor, but yeah. he kind of. It seems like he's involved in and worked closely with this group called the Boomers, okay. and they're a local investigation group. Oh boy, they kind of go out and investigate these kinds of things because they're they're sort of our kindred spirits. They're, oh, they're interested in this stuff. They don't always debunk they're things, doing but they're goose doing goose
0: chase. They're
1: doing some goose chasing.
0: Goose chasing. Uh,
1: they're putting their feet to the pavement. And they're uh goose chasing. Oh, climbing,
0: the, climbing the mystery machine.
1: Yeah. They got I a think,
0: dog. I'm starting to think that the that the light was actually <laughs> old farmer Ben all along. <laughs> yep. He would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that meddling doctor.
1: Yeah. And his uh boomers.
0: <laughs> the boomers. That's an interesting and weird name, but whatever. I I don't know what that means. But that's I don't fine. know if
1: it's because they're like baby boomers that or like weird. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> they suspected Uh, that they were headlights and taillights from cars. And they were supposedly able to recreate this effect. So they were able to, like, you know, document that it was headlights and that they could see it. Yeah. So they, in April 3rd, 2015, I think 2012 was when they investigated it. But April 3rd, 2015, they released a video about it. Okay. I did not have time to watch a video. It's about 20 minutes long, and it is on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, so Ooh. go check that out. I would really like to watch
0: it. I'd like to link to that in the episode description, yes. and, and, and also I'm watch this together. i tell you
1: where to find it now. It's on YouTube. Their channel is Boomers Adventures. B-O-O-M-E-R-S-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.
0: Boomers Adventures sounds like Boomers a really Adventures. lame Old people Saturday Morning cartoon. <laughs>
1: it does. Where Definitely.
0: they go out to Applebee's and then someone loses an earring.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: that's mm-hmm. the whole plot. Yep. <laughs> Boring. Uh,
1: the title of the video is Spooklight Mystery Solved. Yeah, okay. Now, I went into the comments a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch the video, but I did look at the comments just to see what people are saying. And it seems like a lot of locals or people who are in the area or know about the spook light who have like a really emotional attachment to it being like
0: Like they just love is, it so much?
1: This is fucking wrong. You don't know what you're doing. This is bullshit. Clearly this isn't right. Like really upset Wait so
0: they're mad that people are investigating it. Is that yes. what you're saying?
1: Partly that and partly felt like it was a horrible video, which it could have been poorly done. I don't know. That doesn't seem like they're professionals. Okay. Um and so complaints about the quality of the video, complaints about the credibility of the people doing the research,
0: yeah,
1: um, complaints about the fact that they're ruining a mystery,
0: <laughs> complaints yeah. about
1: the fact that they just don't believe that what they say that it is car headlights is actually true because they have a friend of a friend of a friend or family yeah. that witnessed it back in this time like.
0: Yeah. People are so married to their ideas about mysterious <laughs> right. things like this. I
1: understand it. Like, sometimes you want to believe in something you know probably isn't real. Sure. But it's, like, fun. Yeah. So I get that.
0: But, like, taking it to the place of being angry at people right. is the, is a little too involved. The
1: other side of that is it's there are also people like us, people like the boomers, presumably, that the it's boomers. fun To find out the truth. It's fun to dive into this stuff and learn about it. Yeah. It's not that we don't appreciate a mystery or we want to take it away from anybody else. It's that for us, the fun is in discovery and learning. Yeah. And the experience of like having a eureka moment and being like, yeah, that theory makes sense.
0: Yeah, basically science. Yeah, the 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 scientific process. Testing, you know, having a hypothesis, (laughs) testing it, gathering data, like, you know, that's fun for a lot of people. Yes. And thank God it is, or else we wouldn't have, you know, flushing toilets and electricity, so.
1: So the rebuttal to the car thing. (laughs) The rebuttal to the car thing is that um, some of these sightings predate cars, They could have been seeing something else. Yeah. You know, it might not have been this exact thing. Or the stories could have been skewed. People could have seen it later and then been like, no, I really saw it for the first time when I was a child and that kind of thing. So who really knows? In 1963, this guy named Raymond uh, Bayless saw the lights. He investigated it. He interviewed locals. Uh, he thinks it's not car lights. Okay. Um. But there, obviously, so many people have looked into it, and there's so many different theories and ideas.
0: Well, well wait. Now, wait, one thing you just said, and now, 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 I'm actually. Want, I feel like I let. I will like go right past me without asking anything. But you're saying that 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 some people think that they've got the year of these sightings wrong.
1: No, some people think. I. I'm saying. I'm just like putting that out there as devil's advocate. Yeah. It could be that people saw it later and it's just such a part of the town's mystique that it could have become a family story. They misattributed
0: it to like, you know, several years. our
1: family's been seeing this since the early 1800s, you know.
0: Because I'm thinking about if their car lights... (laughs) <laughs> what do you what do you say about the late 1800s? Like when, right. when there when there were not vehicles everywhere. Like what right. do you say about that? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question.
1: And the Raymond Bayless guy said it's possible that this effect is caused by car lights now. Yeah, maybe some of the time, but he doesn't think that's really it. There's something else going on. Um, so who really knows? Who really knows? <laughs> I kind of think it's probably the car light thing. Yeah. But who can explain? We can't. They're on the um, the website I told you guys about, the Prairie, yeah. whatever. Um, they have a lot more information, some more stories and detail about people claiming they saw this and when they saw it and how far back it goes. Uh-huh. Um, Raymond Bayless, I think he might have written a book about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The writer of this page on this website seems to have written a book about it. Yeah. So if you're really interested in this and want to do even more of a deep dive, check that stuff out. Yeah. Because that could be cool. I want to invite everybody. Okay. To go look at them.
0: To go look at the spoop light.
1: Go see the spoop light.
0: (laughs) Well, I I really kind of wish I could see it. I'm going to give you directions. Art, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm
1: going to give everybody directions to where you need to go to see the spoop play
0: Okay, from where they all are or just to where they're all going? <laughs> I don't know
1: where everybody is, but I'm going to give you directions from the surrounding just area.
0: email us and tell us where you live and we'll send you directions. <laughs> we'll Google map it. For we'll you. Google map it. We'll send it. To you personally.
1: (laughs) On that Prairie Ghost website, this is where I got the directions from. Okay. But I'm going to read them. Okay. But if you want to see them in a little more detail, you can go to that website. They're there. Okay. You would take Interstate 44 west of Joplin, Missouri. Uh Uh-huh. And then you take Route 43, exit south. Okay. You turn right onto Coyote Road. Okay. Pass through Hornet. (laughs) Yeah. Turn right onto Gum
0: Road. Gum Road.
1: Gum Road. Left onto State Line Road. Then you take the first right onto Spook Light Road.
0: They have a Spook Light Road? There's a Spook Light Road. Of course they do.
1: And then there are markings on the road where people park and watch for the light. He suggests parking the car in a dip. Okay. And probably turn your car around and face back the other way. Park as far to the side as possible. Right. And don't go off the road because you don't want to trespass but
0: sure yeah that,
1: those are their suggestions So those they actually are, are
0: open to people going and camping out and
1: people I think people still do I don't know I tried to look up when the most recent sighting was. I saw something from like 2011 but couldn't get a really good beat on it <sighs> so I, I couldn't get anything specific but it seems like it's still a thing.
0: That's cool to me.
1: So yeah, that was the part I was saying. This is something I've never gotten to do before. Is like really engage and be like, "You could go look at this." Yeah, if you're in the area or you know someone in the area, or you go through Missouri and Mizora. you get a chance to check out the spook light, or you mm-hmm. have any stories about the spook light, um, let us know. We'd love to hear them. Be yeah, to chat about those a little more.
0: I don't know if we know anyone out there. I don't think that we do. Um,
1: um we might not, but. Someone who listens might, Yeah, so right. um, pass this episode along and see what your friends or family think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have had an experience or heard of an experience with the spoop light, <laughs>
0: yeah. or, let us know. Or if you're downright irritated with us for our you know, uh, measured and uh, and uh, disciplined approach to what it might actually be, just send us an angry email.
1: Just just go.
0: If you're ruining your fun, <laughs> just let us know that too.
1: You know, that's why we're here.
0: Just to just to be buzzkills.
1: Right. It's, you know, the thing that gives me greatest joy is just being this massive buzzkill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like researching the shit out of things. You know, I think I think there's I think there's a real value to trying to keep a level head about what things actually are. This you know, world and, and, needs
1: people like us. I you think don't need so. to like us. But the world needs people like us. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're like uh, we're like the helpful bacteria in the right. world we're, that are kind of gross and icky. But, to
1: you, but we keep the world going.
0: We're doing something important, so leave us alone. <laughs> but don't leave us alone.
1: And also, we smell.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say so. I smell. I'm Daisy Fresh.
1: I am not Daisy Fresh. <laughs> I am. I smell like
0: roses. <laughs>
1: Who's another character from Dukes of Hazard?
0: I don't know. The Duke? The other Duke? I don't know.
1: <laughs> and the General Lee Fresh. <laughs> Just go with the car. You kinda, know that I rank. Think,
0: I like to think I'm like Kit from Knight Rider.
1: <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's been Goose Chase. Yeah, that's
0: the spook light. That's we this gonna... episode of Goose chase.
1: We, chase. we chase some geese.
0: Yeah, wherein we completely to our own surprise recommended you go to Missouri. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Missouri. 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 Sorry.
1: Don't break your own rule.
0: <laughs> uh, you
1: just release you in the wilds of Missouri? Yeah. Just everybody. It'd be really funny if this podcast actually reaches people and there's just like a new like resurgence of people going and looking at the spook light and they're all just like buzzkill assholes like <laughs> us. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those poor Missourians. Uh, Missourians, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think I think this is interesting. This is a thing I would definitely go and wait for.
1: If if we have any reason to drive across the country mm-hmm. in that general direction, yeah. I think we should go try to witness the spook light.
0: I'm keeping it in my list, my yeah. personal short list.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun. So, th- <clears throat> thanks for listening, guys.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to Episode 7 here. Uh, we will be back in another, well, probably at this point, it'll be a week, mm-hmm. uh, to... Uh to uh, do another episode, maybe another one from that same list of suggestions, because yeah, I honestly, think, I
1: think we'll keep this thing going.
0: Yeah, there's some real fun ones on there, and I'm I'm liking the the direction that we could take with that. Right. So. I
1: still we still have a couple from our original list, but I I think I wanted to crack at Jen's list, and I think yes. you do too. Yes. So maybe after we each get a turn, we'll pull some more from our own list, and we'll uh, refer back to Jen's in. As we go until we uh, run out of her suggestions. Yeah. Please send us your suggestions.
0: Yes, please do, because this is a lot of fun. We like uh, interacting uh, with the, some of the ideas you guys might have. So.
1: Really, I like learning about the stuff that my friends think
0: yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, and stuff that they've even... heard
1: of that I never have.
0: Stuff you would have never even thought to to look into. There's going right. to be some fun ones. Th- so. There's
1: a lot of stuff to jump into here, and I never heard of it. So we really want to know what you guys think we should be interested in.
0: <laughs> so until next time, don't get spooked too bad.
1: Don't get your your spooked pants off. <laughs> what? Don't get your pants <laughs> Don't get your spooked
0: off. pants off.
1: <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> I'm done.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will see you in another week.
1: Goose Chase. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Pod, And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com.
0: If you have any topics you would like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. Want to go on a goose chase? Yes.